0: Hello and welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the final slate of the regular season, 15 games. That's right. Every single team minus two are playing on what serves up to be a very weird, very wild, wacky final slate. I mean, there's going to be a lot of news and notes that we don't have yet. Uh, we have some news and notes that I think uh, at least I captured enough, hopefully, to get started on your on your mega Uh, Friday slate. If you're, you know, if you're trying to grind this out as hard as I am, it's going to be a mess and it's going to be one that seven o'clock is going to hit. And if you're not jamming the news, making sure you have every last I dotted T crossed, you might miss out on something huge. So I'm going to try to do my very best here to do this slate justice, but I'm going to start by saying that some things I say are just not going to end up being true. And I can't really do anything about it because. This is such a, uh, there's so there's never could possibly know everything that every coach is going to do. We saw it on Tuesday night when there was it Wednesday night when the Rangers essentially told us more or less that they were going to play the and Crider and Fox and bench them all. Um, the coach kind of alluded to the fact that there would be a surprise in store and it's like very cool of you like glad that you did that, although it did help some of us that were grinding that edge get a very very favorable Montreal price I got it at like, I think plus 190 and it dropped to like 150 immediately. Uh, and I saw the news bet it right away, uh, they don't move the hockey market quite as fast the bets don't come in quite as quickly. As with others, so if you're willing to put in that time and effort around six thirty around 8.30 on, on all those marks, when the game lineup started to come out, you really might be able to grab yourself a really favorable line. I think fighting early has been incredibly profitable if you want to guess on things, but um speculating uh, too much might get you into some trouble as some people. I know that you know, I've just you know, one more recap on Thursday. A lot of people were saying like, well, well why would Tampa play their starters they only need one point to clinch third and not have to play carolina in round one they they put everyone in uh i I mean it's not crazy i'm not expecting them to go barring they beat columbus which they should on um on thursday so we're going to get into that though i'm just saying we we're not going to know everything for sure but let's use what information we do have and let's get into this late try to attack it because i think the earlier you placed some of these bets the better. Um, and then others might be worth waiting. So I'm gonna do my best to try to cover all that, but some of this is gonna be guessing. The first game we have is one that I think is of note. It's Columbus at Pittsburgh. Columbus is a massive, massive underdog at plus 260 on a back-to-back against the Penguins. I do think this is the spot where the Penguins will be playing their guys. They still need to, uh, you know, not that, you know, that it's not over yet for them, more or less. Yeah. So right now the Penguins are at 101 points and the Capitals are at hundred and the Penguins will have one more game to play. If Washington does lose, Penguins would still need to win to secure this spot. So basically if Washington wins out, they'll take over the final, the third spot in the Metro, avoid playing Florida and instead be playing the Rangers. So basically you're playing the Florida Panthers or the New York Rangers. I think that's meaningful enough uh, because no matter what, the Penguins will try to win this game. So I think they're going to play everyone. I'm not going to be banging this game. If we get news before game that they they are benching players, we're going to go from there. This game will set up very nicely for the Penguins to dominate. It's a huge spread. I wouldn't mind parlaying this. I do feel like this is enough for me because Columbus is missing so many pieces. Essentially, Wierenski, Line Line are done for the year. No, um, Boquist, who isn't you know a make or break type of guy, he's not a guy that you're gonna you know gonna lose sleep over missing, but is at least good enough to be a starting defenseman in the NHL for sure. They're rolling out really a, just a couple defensemen that are, I think are NHL quality at this point, and a lot of guys that just aren't. So I, I think the Penguins are going to handily win this game, regardless of what the outcome for them in the playoffs. And I think they're going to play their guys. I could see them as a really good DFS stack. I am a bit hesitant to want to jump on too many props because they're going to be pretty priced out of consideration. I do. I did find at least that Rust was very mispriced against the Oilers. He didn't get it done for us. I did bet him to get a point at minus 130. I well, only scored one and it, he wasn't on the ice for it, so it didn't help me. But he was top line, top power play. Actually led them in total minutes for any forward with 23 and a little bit more, just a smidge more than Gensel and Crosby. So I do think I'll go back to the well on him for sure. It won't be minus 130. This isn't the Oilers. But Minus 150, 160 range is really, 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 really good value if if we get it there, which I'm kind of expecting it to be based off of how DraftKings normally prices their props. I'm going to be betting that right away, unless if we get news early in the morning that they're they're not going to be doing that. And I have no reason to believe that. So I'll keep us moving. There's a lot of games to cover. I have no interest on Columbus at all. Um, Just nothing. Chicago at the Sabres, one of my favorite bets of the night, one I'm locking in right now is the Sabres. I know they're on a back-to-back going from Boston back to home. I know... Chicago did just beat Vegas, but I really don't care. This is the final home game for the Buffalo Sabres. They've been rolling and it's RJ's last night. And I know that might not mean it should. I didn't think it mean anything, but when they actually had the, the banner ceremony, I really do think that, team kind of was rallying together and kind of around this in general. And I think the Blackhawks straight up do stink. Um, They did get outplayed in that game against Vegas and just Vegas can't score Uh, just candidly. Like they are outplaying a lot of their opponents and not finding back the net. You know, they got lucky. The Blackhawks, I think the Sabers are a much better than a minus minus one thirty here. So I'm going to be betting them right now. It should be Anderson back in net uh, as well. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a lot to get to here um, other than, There should be some point value just in general, um, all of the Sabres top guys, uh, especially Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner are gonna make the mix. This is a six and a half and I think it should get there. so I'm gonna be betting that for sure. I don't know if the Blackhawks are gonna have anything of, of, of great value. Most of their guys are gonna be over two points that are any anywhere near useful, like Kane and DeBrankett. I'm not betting those shot prop wise, the Sabers have suppressed shots really, really well. The Blackhawks haven't. So you might talk me into Tage Thompson's for a shot prop. Um, just sets up better without Tuck on his line for cannibalizing more of the shots. Um I know Olafson can shoot too, but I'm not as concerned about it. I think they want Thompson to try to get the 40 if possible. So I I like Tage just fine. That's probably the only prop here I'm really riding. Maybe Patrick Kane for the shots, the whole hometown narrative and whatever. He has been shooting a a lot. Um, But with the way Sabres suppress shots, I just am not that interested. So we'll move forward because this game has absolutely no relevance to the next one. It's the Capitals at the Rangers. I am betting the Capitals like I just said, it's, well, first of all, it's minus 110. It's a dead pick There's a chance it's just certain in that I would be absolutely blown away that they bench like everyone, uh, against, uh, Montreal. And then they start them here against Washington. I I guess you could say like, well, it's a prequel to the, the playoffs. They don't want to, you know, I, I don't know, but I'd be really, really surprised here if they bring back any of their guys, uh, you know, Panarin, um, and copper basically shut down. They kind of got, a little bit injured in their previous game before the Montreal coach said it's totally fine but we'll see I think that this is going to be a a game that you know the Capitals barring they beat the Islanders which I kind of expect will come out with a chance to play this team again and and I think that's motivation enough for them to run all their guys probably not Ovechkin though unfortunately he will probably be out but it's worth maybe waiting because we don't know about Shostakov yet but I think I'm going to bet it now and just hope it isn't. Um, They go back to Georgiev, who was pretty bad against Montreal, and run with it there. I don't think this Rangers team is desolate or terrible, terrible with the guys they're sitting, but a much, much worse team. Okay, defensively still. I really do think that they have a lot of good defensive forwards that are going to get a bigger role. But this game under seems maybe okay, but without just jerking, I'm not betting it. It's definitely the Capitals here. Um, John Carlson over two and a half. I retweeted a graphic that was really, really cool. He is shooting more than almost anyone in the league right now outside of a few of the top guys. I have him over the past five as one, two, three, four. Tied in fifth. So um, tied in fifth. That's really, really good for shot numbers in general. He's hit four or five handily. Last game was six. Wasn't even close. And it's been plus money. And I think it will definitely be plus money again, even if he hits. Maybe it's minus 110 at worst. Definitely going to be grabbing that prop. No real interest in anyone else, and I'm going to move right on to the Florida Panthers at the Montreal Canadiens. I think I don't mind taking the Canadiens here at plus 245 right now. Not saying it's a a massive two, three-unit play or anything. It might be a a half-unit play, but Montreal is going to be playing all of their top guys at home, final game of the year, against, I can guarantee it, not a full Florida Panthers squad. They sat Barkov, uh, Huberdo, Weger... Uh, I don't know, they sat like six or seven guys on um, Thursday. I see no reason they're going to go back and play any of these guys because there's just no reason to. So maybe even they bench more players. I just think that you're going to take advantage of a defensive core that's rolling out Montour as their top guy. And Montour is a great offensive defenseman, but defensively, he definitely lacks. And I think this Montreal team is going to be primed for some point props as well. Uh, last time we hit the Montreal Winning, like I said, against the Rangers, we hit on um, uh, Suzuki, but we didn't get our our Cole Caulfield point. So I I definitely think that there's a reason why you could say to yourself, you know what, like it's still Florida, they have a lot of good players, but this is not the same team. And, you know, running out a a lineup that just hasn't played together in any capacity could burn them. So I'm just going to go with the Montreal Canadiens here. I'm going to, like I said, it's not a full, maybe not even a full unit if you're not feeling it, but plus 245 is a ton of value here. Um, for a team that's going to be going full go at home, I, I see no reason why this line exists. So I'm betting it right now because I'm positive it's going to drop. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't already. They'll probably get around to it. I'm actually like logging in right now, although I actually can't bet it because I'm on Zoom. So uh other than that i think i covered this game pretty well as long as we do get the same players for florida i'm definitely going to go back to duclair and bennett for shot props not more to locks by any stretch but i feel pretty good about them um so we can just keep moving but those are the guys for for yeah montreal i, I would throw in um cold shot prop as well next game is boston at toronto boston went with all of their forwards uh, and uh, they went with the full team against buffalo they have a chance um which I don't think is going to last for long to catch Tampa Bay to move up to the third in the Atlantic. That would be barring Tampa doesn't get a single point um, against Columbus, uh, which I expect them to probably get two, And Boston does beat Buffalo. If we go into this game with all of that happening, I think Boston at plus 100 is an absolute smash value because we already know Toronto's benching Matthews, Marner, Riley, and I believe Tavares. I'm not sure about anyone else yet. It was kind of in passing. The coach mentioned those guys. Either way, Boston might be a play here, but I, you know, I don't really think Boston's going to be playing all their guys. So it's one of those things that as soon as the games end, if they are still in contention to jump Tampa, I would love to run back and bet and, and Boston, but I don't know that at this point. So that's really what we're looking for. And for that reason, in general, I have no idea on props because we just don't know what the lineup's going to look like. There might be a chance that we get a couple guys in this game that are worth looking at. But at this point in time, I'm kind of just thinking it could be like a DeBrusque maybe, but I have no idea. I don't want to completely guess... If Boston wins and Tampa loses on Thursday, I would run and try to bet Boston as close to plus 100 as you can get it, because I definitely think they could take care of business against a a Toronto team missing four or five superstars. But we'll move forward because we don't know yet. That brings us to Tampa at the Islanders. Again, this is almost the same situation as I just talked about. Tampa gets a single point against Columbus and they clinch. I cannot imagine a scenario where they're going to play most of their starters. So. The Islanders immediately become a really good value at plus 165. The only thing that could get in the way of that is who traveled with the team, because well, they're, you know, they're in Columbus going to the Isle going to New York Islanders um, in Belmont. I, I think still, regardless, those six guys, if they can, they probably brought more on the trip. I didn't really look into it too much, but you know, we'll keep an eye on it. It's something that I feel a little bit more fringe about comparatively to Boston, who would almost definitely bench guys once it's set in stone because yeah why wouldn't they um Tampa on the other hand on the road on the road might be a little tougher so we'll see but I can't imagine they can't figure it out so I will bet the Islanders if Tampa gets a point nothing to play for season's over I'll probably just bet the Islanders right away the Islanders have been a point nightmare overall I don't really have a lot of time for them here against Tampa um I'd have to get confirmation that multiple guys are out they did return Brock Nelson they lost one of their guys um to a non-COVID-related injury or sickness. I cannot remember off the top of my head. I'm trying to figure it out quickly. It probably doesn't matter because I'm not that interested in this team in general. So yeah, I, I do think that this is a game that is is really going to come down to the news. Tampa's been absolutely on fire. Stamkos and Kucherov have like, I believe it's 17 points combined in their last like five games or something ridiculous. They I mean, You can just look at their game logs and you'll see. I don't need to give you the exact numbers. Absolute tear. I don't know if they're going to play here, though, so I can't quite, in good conscience, give you anything. I do think it's going to be Sorokin in that as well. The under here feels really, really good, especially with Tampa's benching their players. Uh, under 5.5 already is going to set up nicely because, uh, frankly, these teams are not terrible defensively, and Sorokin is going to be a net. So the under 5.5 is probably the easiest bet. Um, if you're feeling squeamish about the taking the Islanders against Tampa and I get it. Um, but I probably will end up with the Islanders as soon as Tampa secures the third spot in the Atlantic. So we can move on to the Vegas golden Knights at the St. Louis blues. Now, boy, another game that's going to be a bit of a toss up did not see much news out of St. Louis, um, I, it kind of sounds like, and here's the, the weird thing about St. Louis is really like, what's their goaltending situation? Because like, you can't imagine they wouldn't go with Huso in the playoffs, but it's projected that he's going to start here is what I've, I've seen. At least I don't think they ran a full practice. I'm trying to scroll right through really quickly. Uh, everyone skated today. Um, there are injured players who will not play tomorrow. Um, that's all the coach said. <sighs> yep. Krug Prieko. Yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, they ran full lines in practice. They, this is St. Louis again, Saad, O'Reilly, Peron, Usnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko. So we just really have no idea right now. This could just be a, Hey, we're going to practice, get ready for the playoffs and then bench all their guys. We just don't know. So yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Gotta say no idea. I think they're in a fine spot against a Vegas team that's officially been eliminated. Yeah, I think I think this game is, is really a stay away until we get all more information. Like I said, it's gonna be the case here. Vegas uh, has been really good as far as shooting. Um I, I will probably go back to Theodore. I mentioned Carlson being five as far as over the past five games, uh shot on goal per game. Theodore is. It tied in third with eight and point two and Max Fresh ready has 9.4 shot attempts per game. I'll probably go back to both of them to be honest um as long as they're playing uh, that those are two props I'm definitely very interested in. Uh, we'll see what happens. I get fading this game entirely though I probably wouldn't would be okay with it the under is plus money. But at five and a half, I kind of feel like it the way Vegas is unable to score, but maybe their regression all hits in one spot. So I think this is a full fade and we'll just keep moving because we still have a lot to cover. Calgary is at Winnipeg. Calgary is potentially, we're just probably going to get the news in a minute here. Supposed to be going full go with Markstrom and Nett in their second to last game against Minnesota. Now they're going to Winnipeg and I guarantee not playing Markstrom. I can't imagine they play really anyone for that matter, but man, this team is rolling right now. Maybe they just don't do it for some reason. So I am probably going to end up betting Winnipeg. Um, You know what? Honestly, I'd say that, but am I really going to do that to myself? Boy, I I think this is a weighted out one because- Co- just Calgary has been so so good. If their coach does decide, and it's Daryl Sutter who is real old school, and maybe he's just like, yeah, I'm not benching anyone because I'm an old guy. Um, so yeah, I think you have to wait this one out. Honestly, you just got to know for sure that they're benching guys before you bet it, because I'd be very not shocked at all if Daryl Sutter decides I'm never benching a player because again, he's a very old guy. Um, the over six feels really really strong here. Um, Winnipeg games often set up for an over bet. I know they just had the shutout, but that was not against. Calgary, that was against Philadelphia. Uh, and I don't think that's going to happen again if Calgary goes with all their guys. So this one it is going to be a bit of a weighted out, but I don't think it's one that you have to uh, worry that much about until we get lineups and we should get them. I, Winnipeg, first off, great at getting their lines out. Calgary's beat reporters are also pretty good. I bet we have it by noon Eastern time tomorrow and we'll know where to bet from there. As far as shot props are concerned, I'm probably going to go back to the well on Kyle Connor who did hit over three and a half. It's probably gonna be plus money here. And he shoots really like no one else when healthy. And he's finally kind of get back to that full go. Look really good with Dubois. I, you know, I think this is a team that disappointed and they're trying to say face at the end of the year. Uh, I don't think they're going to roll over in this spot. I'm not going to bet the money line. I think the over six is totally justifiable. It does set well with the math, but I know a lot of math concern out the window this late in the year. Um, and just go with the Connor shots. There's really no one on Calgary that instinct, like it just pops off the page to me. Um, let me just kind of sort by just them real, real fast just to see if anyone's jumped up. Now, nah, Hannafin's the only one you barely can find his shot prop anywhere. He's shooting about six attempts per game over the last five. I've been really keying in on it, but not finding him on many of the books. And for Winnipeg, I think it's just going to be Connor and Ehlers again, but yeah, Connor about six attempts over the last five. That feels like, really a nice spot that he could hit here. Um, Calgary's been good at shot suppression, but I think, you know, I I don't think it's a spot where you you can't get after it. So that's probably the best bet there. And we'll move over to Colorado at Minnesota. Again, Minnesota is benching a couple guys, but not that many against, just we talked about, the Calgary Flames. On Thursday, they might bench more here because everything could be sorted out officially with them in St. Louis. Um, But I do understand the hesitation against Colorado, who's also not projected to bench, anyone um they're returning right into the lineup even it sounds like for thursday so colorado going for the president's trophy sounds like they're kind of all the way in on it <sighs> yeah I, I think this is a, a spot where you could you could really talk me into almost anything um i think that let's check in really quick yeah minnesota is got a chance yeah if they win on thursday then they would take over second and basically lock it up. So this might be a spot where they are completely done with it. We're going to have, we'll know when we get there. Um, Minnesota plus money. Yeah. I I don't think you bet the money line here. I I kind of highly doubt, man, this is, yeah, I I got, I guess Colorado is really just playing for the president's trophy. Most points in the league is all I could think of. uh, And they would have a chance at it if Florida loses on Thursday. So I really don't know what to say. It feels like one of those situations where, there could be a, a scenario where both teams put out all their guys, and there could be a scenario where they bench all their guys. Uh, the under six and a half is going to definitely be highlighted in the math. Minnesota has been really good at pressing shots. Colorado's been okay defensively. They returned tapes to the lineup that helps them, and they really haven't been scoring. So I think the under six and a half is my favorite here, because even if all the guys are a go, I still think it sets up nicely for the under. And if they're not, it gets even better. Uh, normally just taking skill out of any te- any game in general, like multiple players, will just obviously lower the pro- projected goals. So under six and a half feels like the easiest best bet here. Probably gonna actually jam that one right now. That feels real strong um, and move on. I don't think there's any value in these money lines. As far as props are concerned, if Colorado has at least Kadri in the lineup, I'll definitely bet him. There's really no one in Minnesota that I'm overly bullish on for shots. Um, a guy like brodeen has been shooting more, but you can't find his prop almost anywhere. So you really, at that point, looking at Hartman or uh, Erickson Eck, man, it's, it's tough for me to want to say it. I think I'm just going to fade uh, this game out. There's enough games to go around, and I know I'm going to have a, you know, a what 15 like parlay going but probably just the under here and move on but if we get news that changes my mind we'll get news that changes my mind right now both teams I would say have a chance to start all other guys so I can't in good faith give you a lot a lot here um I know Fiala's been hot his price has kind of got priced out yeah I I think you're, you're looking at a guy like um a guy like Hartman for shots maybe he's been shooting a bit more And I I see no reason why he's always priced way lower than all the guys he's plays with. He's a very skilled player with like a million points. Kaprizov, Fiala, Hartman are all shooting over six shot attempts per game over the last five and Eric at about five and a half. So any of those guys are probably in a good spot here. I know it's Colorado, but I mean, they haven't been that good defensively. So we'll move forward to Anaheim at the stars. The stars did clinch that that final spot in the playoffs um, over Vegas, but if we pull up the wild card, them in Nashville, um, Nashville playing Colorado as I'm recording, Nashville wins. <clears throat> they will take back over the one wild card spot, which would play Calgary instead of Colorado. I do think if there's a chance to move up in the, in the seeding, they're going to go for it. So I kind of expect this to be a full go Dallas team. Maybe this isn't. We have no news right now to indicate either way. The unders probably going to be highlighted here. Really? Anaheim should get kind of boat race as long as Dallas is a full go. This Dallas team is not great though. I, I really don't see a reason to bet them. Um, they lost Arizona. I mean, that's just the bad. In a game they needed to win to get into the playoffs. They lost Arizona at home in overtime. I mean, not a good team. Um, not, not a bad team, but not a good team. And for that reason, I'm probably out on this game. I could see betting Anaheim early. Uh, an Anaheim team that's played pretty well down the stretch to finish the season. I know they got crushed by St. Louis, but then they went out and beat the sharks pretty good. I'll be back on Troy Terry shot prop 1000%. He's shooting so much right now and getting as much. He's leading their forwards a nice time to end the year. So Troy Terry shot prop, one of my favorite bets on the entire slate. I think that's all you take here and move on. Um, if you need to straight bet something more, it's probably the under, but I don't feel incredibly, incredibly strong on it. So I'd rather just go with what I know, go with Troy Terry, maybe Rupe hints as long as he's playing for shots and move on. Next game is Vancouver at Edmonton. Edmonton also set to have all their guys in on Thursday, but I really can't imagine they run them all back in their final game of the year against Vancouver. So I do like Vancouver who's played a lot better uh, to end the year, a, a really good run from this, a team that I think is much, I'm wearing the jersey, much better um, than we give them credit for. That plus 160, I feel really good about it because I just don't think Edmonton's going to have all their guys going. I can't imagine it. It would be, imagine the media in Edmonton if Dry Solar McDavid gets hurt right before the playoffs. I, I would I'd lose my mind. Um, I'm going to bet Vancouver right now because I don't think Edmonton's going to have all their guys. Vancouver has a lot of guys I like here. Pedersen shots, Uh, Wearing his jersey, actually. Um, Elias Pedersen. Buster shots. um, Maybe Garland, but he did get moved up the top power play. Um, And then Besser point. Uh, Very, very easy for me to put him in the mix. And Pedersen, too, but his point's a little bit closer to that minus 200 range is where I kind of just get off of it because it's just not enough equity um, to feel really good about it. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's really all pure. here. I have no interest in Edmonton. They're going to be benching all their guys. No interest. So uh, in the worst game not the worst you about that bad one here san jose at seattle uh two teams that do not score uh, at all they're very bad at scoring um and uh, really seattle's looked a lot better which is why i'm going to bet them um just based off the very very recent sample size of uh like the last couple weeks of seattle hockey they've actually looked very formidable um you know and, and just against la which was a lot of backups they did put up over 40 shots on goal they just looked good uh they Finally got Chalowski in the mix. He was on the top power play or, well, one of their two power plays, whatever you want to call it. Um, They really outplayed LA by quite a bit. They just Drew Bauer stunk of course. So they did not get the win. Um, Donato, Berniers and Eberle, I think is a good stack on this late. I know Berniers has been priced up quite a bit, but I'm not afraid to go to it all around. Um, he's a really, really gifted offensive player. And we're talking about a very, very, very bad San Jose team in all aspects. Now, Berniers would be the piece maybe to keep out at 4,600 because you get so much savings with the two forwards, but I don't see any reason on this slate to do that. There's probably gonna be a ton of value. You can mix all three of them in. Um, other guys i like i do like mccann just as a solo play in general he's been shooting a ton uh he got four shots and a goal six shots and an assist in his past two i definitely like his shot prop here san jose gives up a ton defense uh, uh you know a lot of shots against so no problem with that at all um I don't have a lot of interest in San Jose. Seattle's been good at shot suppression, but I might go back to team O'Meara just because he shoots more than almost anyone else in the league on the season outside of guys like Ovechkin, but there's really no one else I'm at all interested in. Um, I know Seattle gives up goals. So you might look at the point props and feeling a little bit of something, but man, like trying to bet on San Jose to do anything you want is a real tough one. Um, Last game, they had two goals. One was Reedy who's actually really been pretty strong as a uh, down the stretch, but 12 minutes of ice time doesn't get is Isn't going to quite cut it. Uh, and then burns on the power play. So yeah, not great. Barabanov was back on the top line, top power play with uh hurdle and Timo. Yeah. Maybe you'll give it a, a check for a Barabanov point, but that's probably it here. And we can move on to the final game of the night in this marathon long podcast before I give my best, bets. Which really probably could just give in best bets and close the whole show, but that's not how I roll. Um, Nashville at Arizona. Good God, you fade this one. I mean, Nashville. I don't know this for a fact. I've heard UC Saros high ankle sprain, so he might be done for the playoffs. Really, really sad there. We'll see. Uh, By the time you're hearing this, maybe the news will come out, Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I love UC Saros, and I do like hope this Nashville team could be a little bit more respectable in the playoffs. But without him, they're probably completely up a creek without a paddle. So. Yeah, I I think that you just fade this one. I know Arizona's played well here. And final game of the year at home, a team that's been beaten up pretty bad. They, you know, had a really good showing um, to to get it done against the Stars. But I I just don't think I could, in good faith, ever top the Arizona Coyotes. Even at plus two thirty at home against uh, Riditch or probably, probably it's probably Ingram, so I, I think this is a full fade in every capacity. Um, Nashville, like I said, might have something to play for, and if that's the case, I will be probably betting uh, Forsberg's shop prop. That has been really, really strong. I know, you know, bury the lead. I guess uh, let me just pull up again over the last five games, and I'm using five games normally. I use ten or sometimes even fifteen, but I'm using five because there's been so many changes down the stretch that I really want to try to give more recent, up to date trends. Um, Top five players, I've already given you Pacioretty, Theodore, and Carlson. Number one is Austin Matthews, who isn't playing. And number three is Philippe Forsberg with over eight shot attempts per game over the last five. And he's playing Arizona, so feels pretty good. If he's at three and a half, I'll be even happier because I really think he'll hit that and it'll be plus money. Nothing else here of interest for me at all. So favorite bets, uh, best bets, if you will. Uh, um, the things I'm grabbing right now, as soon as I hang up the Zoom call, uh, Washington. Buffalo money line. Those are the two money lines. I don't know no. Montreal money line. And I think those are all the money lines. Oh no, Vancouver. Those are the four money lines, Washington, Buffalo, Montreal, Vancouver over unders. I think that you could in good, in good, like what I'm actually going to end up having, um, ah, man, this is tough. I know. Wait, did I miss a game? I missed two games. Oh man. I missed two whole games. Holy crap. Um, detroit and new jersey i missed and ottawa philadelphia is that all i made all the games shifted while i was recording so okay really quickly before i get there's no favorite bets in these two either um ottawa back to back no thank you faster than brady norris point uh not really that interested in either shop props detroit and new jersey full fade no interest at all okay there you go i i'm sorry i missed those games all of the games shifted when the uh thursday game started so that's on me anyways though um now i've covered them all best bets again washington buffalo montreal vancouver money lines not taking a single puck line no need on this slate and for over-unders uh calgary winnipeg over six where's that game again colorado and minnesota under six and a half are probably gonna rid out the best by the math um and i think you're just gonna be waiting for a little bit more news and uh, betting Boston, if they if they have a chance, uh or the islanders the other way. So like basically if Tampa has a chance, if clear if Tampa clinches, I'm not touching the Boston Toronto game. If Tampa doesn't clinch, I would bet Boston. If Tampa um does, then I'm betting the Islanders. I know that's a lot of confusion. Pull it up and you'll see what I mean. Um, and that's gonna do it for those uh props. I'll definitely post tomorrow. I feel like it doesn't really do its service to say them all, but Um, uh, there's yeah Carlson uh, John Carlson shots on goal Terry shots on goal um, are going to be two of my favorite Besser for a point and McCann shots on goal are probably going to be the best of the best and I'll post a whole ton tomorrow there's a ton of games so I'm gonna have way too many bets I'm gonna get you out of here (laughs) sorry for missing those two games I'm glad I got back to them and circled back Uh, that's that's I can't even describe what happened on my screen i'm gonna get you out of here though enjoy your friday a lot of bets coming to you tomorrow if you enjoyed the show rate review all that stuff but before we go too long thank you again for a wonderful season i will at the very least have playoff coverage on the morning skate podcast i don't know on here i think so um and we'll talk soon enjoy your summer i'm doing my first golf tournament which i'm going to hopefully do well in i'm not that good but i'm okay uh next what a week from saturday when you're listening to this so very excited um enjoy your summer. If I don't, if you don't hear from me again and you know, follow me on Twitter at DJ 94, I'll be giving you bets all playoff long. I love the playoff betting. That's my favorite time of the year to bet. It, I think you get more value than anywhere else. Thank you again. And we'll talk very soon.